DJ and PK is brought to you in part by The Warehouse. Join the big show Friday at The Warehouse from 2 to 6 p.m., 1825 South, 300 West in Salt Lake City. Price is so low it'll blow your mind. Boom! Time to welcome back to the show Jeff Judkins. Former youth star, Larry Bird's old teammate, now the women's basketball coach at BYU. And when I say now, I mean for the last 20 years, Juddy. 20 years. What a run. It's a long time, Dave, that's for sure. And never (laughs) thought I'd be here this long, but you know, when things, you enjoy what you're doing, you, you don't change much and just keep going. Yeah, it's the story of our lives, Judd, right here. Three of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was heaven, you know, once I do my own thing, because for 10 years I had to do what somebody else wanted me to do all the time. So it was kind of nice to be able to call my own shots and kind of do the things which I thought was right for the team and so forth. So it was good. So you're down, you're down double digits late in this game. What are you telling your team? Well, you know, I called a timeout. We were down 14, and I called a timeout. They won the run, and I pulled them in, and I said, hey, look, we've got about four minutes. Um, if we can cut this lead from 14 to 7 before the fourth quarter, then we can come in the fourth quarter and hopefully play well and start off good and and uh, you just, just, you know, just cut in the lead. And you've probably seen this in the whole tournament. It's not just one team. It's when the uh, – Lower seed is pushing the upper seed. At the end of the game, it's more pressure on on the on the higher seed team. They just seem to feel that pressure, knowing that they don't supposed to lose. And whatever happens, that they start it gets in their head sometimes. And and then of course momentum is a big part. But we just came down and we did cut it to seven, which was big. And then we came out and we just hit some shots and made some plays and. The next thing you know, what you know, we're we kind of got them on their heels, and that's kind of what happens. So, I mean, I saw it all this weekend with a lot of teams. So, you know, I'm real proud of these guys. We've had a couple games like this during the season, and we've we've lost some, but we've won some of them too. So, it's kind of a good thing for us to be able to to really do that. Judy, as a kid, I watched the NCAA on tournament on TV, and when I got into the media and I got to start covering it, I can remember the rush of excitement. I mean, I was really stealing money. And you hear players talk, and as you get older, you got more perspective. And it's fun to go to an NCAA tournament, but it's not the same as it was when the first couple times I went. And the players, you hear them talk about it, and you see them play, and you think they're going through that same thing, except that rush of adrenaline that everybody else feels really messes up the game for them. And I'm curious how you get your players to settle down, because you've been at BYU 20 years, you've been to the NCAA tournament 10 times, uh, and you've won. Now, this is the fifth time you've won in advanced, but they're always kind of spread out. There's definitely a cycle to building these teams with you at the Y. So the players don't have a lot of experience. So I'm wondering how you get them to settle down in the minute because I thought when you were hitting threes in that run, the team was really poised, but they don't have a ton of tourney experience. How do you get them to do that? Well, you know, a lot of it is doing things beforehand, you know, uh, during the season and trying to – you play big games. Um, you try to schedule big games. So you're playing against good teams. and But a lot of it's just their character, Dave. It's it's weird. Like, you know, when, when I was at Utah, we had those guys. They just believed in themselves, and they, they knew that they could do it. And 
practice and all the things that we did beforehand just kind of came in there. And, you know, I've had, like you said, I've had some teams that, that have kind of gone through this same thing. And I just think maybe it's just going over, explaining it, um, making sure they understand what they're supposed to do at those times, but just let them play. In fact, this is what happened. I remember it happened sometimes in other teams, but I'll, this was more recent. Is yesterday, you know, we're coming down and it's a run, and we get a steal, and the game's, I think we're tied, or Colson, I want to run a play, and the ball kind of gets tipped out, and we're running down the court. And uh, one of my players, Tegan, has the ball at the top of the key, and I'm yelling, pull it out, run a play, and she catches it, and nobody's guarding her, and she fires it, fires up a three-pointer and hits net, you know, and uh, I think she just had a good feel. She knew that she could hit that shot when she was open, and she took it. So a lot of it's on the players. These guys do a great job of of really having the feel of the game and making the plays and doing it. And, uh, you know, maybe it's all those times in practice where you stop and say, hey, you need to do it this way, you need to look this way, you need to do that. Maybe all the film sessions with them, all that just pays off, you know, um, Right then, but you have to make plays in this tournament to win. You have to make plays because all these teams can, they all can play. They, they all have talent. You just have to be able to execute and really play your game. So as an ASU grad, Judd, I absolutely hate all things University of Arizona. <laughs> you beat them, I'll give you five bucks. Yeah, you don't like them too much, do you? No, so you need to win this next game and send those losers home. Well, it'll be nice. I think uh, we have a, we have a good chance of beating them. I think we match up pretty well with them. They they have a really good point guard. They'll probably be in the top eight of the draft. Um, just a total jet, um, just really fast, and and you know she gets the basket, and creates a lot of problems. Um, we're just going to have to do a good job with that. But uh, we've kind of played a couple of people like that over the years. So hopefully, my team can can adjust to that. So I'm curious, in the men's game, we're seeing in this NCAA tournament, we are clearly seeing a generation of players who've watched Steph Curry and Damian Lillard shoot logo threes, and now they're out there shooting logo threes in multiple games. Is that happening in the women's game too? Is the shooting getting – you're the shot doctor. Is the shooting getting better? Are they imitating who they see on TV? Yes, I think think generations see certain people – and I think he, Steph Curry's changed a lot in the last four or five years. A lot of these kids are looking to shoot the ball more outside, and they're trying to do the things that the NBA guys do. And that's 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 interesting because you know um, every generation it kind of is kind of different. Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, and now it's Steph Curry, and I'm sure it'll be different. It'll even be different after, in a while after that, but. Um, these girls watch, let me tell you, these girls watch basketball. You know, a lot of them think, oh, they don't watch it. No, they watch it. They're probably more junkies than the guys sometimes. So, but you know, it's, it's, uh, the game's changed. The game's changed a lot. I still think, though, in the women's game is a little bit more what it was 10, maybe 12 years ago in college basketball. And that is, they're, they are, there's some really good teams that got inside presence that are very, very good. And, you know, most of, most of the good teams have that. Now, you know, it's not just all shooting threes, but um, these kids can fire it. I mean, you got to watch that kid. The kid from Iowa and the kid from, from UConn, the freshmen, are unbelievable. And even the kid that I have on my team, Shaley Gonzalez, is just 
the way that they can play and how they do it is just it's just amazing. Money free throws down the stretch by her. Uh, I wanted to uh, hit you up as far as University of Utah men's team because you're a distinguished alumni of the program. There's no question about that. This position is open right now. Uh, a two-parter, what would you like to see as far as the credentials of a head coach, and what do you think about Alex Jensen? Well, I think Alex would be a great choice. I mean, of course, he played at Utah, was on probably some of the best teams Utah's had. Um, he's, he's done his, he's done his, his hard work and he's paid the price. You know, he's been around a lot of, a lot of good coaches that can help him. I know with me, I had a lot of people that helped me through the way. And I know that he, he's had the same and being under coach Snyder, I think it's helped him see some things and being his right hand man. I think also he, he would recruit well because he loves Utah. He loves the program. He loves Salt Lake City, and so it's really easy to sell something that you really have passion for. And then I think probably the third thing is is that uh, you know he has he's he's got a he's got a really good nationality where he can he can he can recruit all over the country. He only played overseas for a while, so I'm sure he's got connections there with people. Um, if he gets the job, the big thing is what Rick did, and I'm not trying to to my horn or whatever, but when Rick got the job, he was smart. You know, he hired good assistant coaches that really recruited the players that he needed. You know, you got you got to recruit in state. You got to recruit that kind of player. You got to recruit in California. You got to probably recruit now uh, overseas, and you got to you probably got to recruit. Um, you know, probably in Texas. Texas, you know, it's, it's a little harder to go back east and get kids to come. But it does happen, but it's a lot harder, and that's what Majerus did. He got coaches that, that were good in those areas, and I think that that's what Alex has got to do if he gets the job. I don't want to go uh, It's a Wonderful Life and all, uh, you know, Alex is Jimmy Stewart, George Bailey, but we've all seen the movie, and this guy's going to leave the small time and go to the big time and, you know, shoot for the stars, and he keeps getting pulled back into the small town to make life better there. Alex has got a dream of being an NBA head coach. I think a lot of people have heard that and believe it. You had a dream for how your career was going, and it went a different way. And you've stayed there 20 years because it's fulfilling. So if Alex has the nightmare scenario, and PK and I both lived it, and it's stressful where two people want you to do something and you can only do one of them, what would you tell him about... Chasing your dreams, which we're all taught as a good thing and all that, and yet what you got here is special. Don't overlook that just because it doesn't have as much sizzle. You've lived it. What would you tell him? Um, I would tell him that you do a job and you take a job that you're going to enjoy, that every day you get up in the morning and you're, you're ready to go to work. And I think Alex has a little different than anybody else. He's got a family and he's got two kids and and, you know, I think his wife has been very lucky to be in Salt Lake City with him at the Jazz, where she'd be, she's got family, her family's from, from uh, Provo. And so I think she's close. And so when he's gone all the time, she's got people she can do things with. Let me tell you, people don't realize this. One year in the NBA is like four or five years in college travel wise. Yeah, you're still going on charter flights and you're still doing that. But the bottom line is you're still gone. And um, I think 
it's hard. It's a hard life, and it's it's a hard life to have a family, and it's a hard life to really have a good relationship. And I think you have to weigh what's important to you. And I think Utah will pay him good enough money that he feels that that it's worth it. I know he's his, he. I'm sure he has a dream of coaching the NBA, but it's you know one year you're good, one year you're bad, and you're fired. And that's that's a kind of kind of uh, situation that is. And I'm not saying. That's bad, but that's just kind of kind of what it has to be. And I guess what I can say, David, it's the same with you. You probably have had many opportunities to go in a bigger market, be able to be a sportscaster in a bigger market, but you probably have made a choice that you like where you are, you enjoy what you're doing, and the same thing happened to me. There's no question, you know, I thought I'd be coaching the men's team and all that, but I've been with I've been with with BYU for 20 years. It's been great. I've coached some really, really good players, and it's basketball. No matter no matter if I'm coaching BYU women's basketball team or I'm coaching somewhere else, it, it's basketball, and it's something that I totally love. And um, I'll tell you, my team, they work hard. They work just as hard as I, when I coached the men at Utah. They're just as dedicated as they were in Utah. Um, so, you know, I just think you got to do what you think is best for you and, and your family. It's Sometimes it's easy to make decisions for yourself, but you got to look. You got to put your family in this, and I'm sure Alex is that way. Alex is a very, <clears throat> if he decides to take this job, if it's offered to him, I'm sure he's going to look at it and try to look at the whole picture and and all that, you know, and 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 try to make the best decisions for him and his and his family. What are some of the differences between coaching in college and coaching at the pro level? College, you have more control. The players have to respect you more because you can sit them out. You can do things. It's more practice probably, not as many games. So you're doing more teaching. You know, I remember Coach Ruggiero said this to me, and I always thought he was crazy, but he said practice is, is, is more fun than a game. And as assistant coach, the games were, were the fun, and practices were long and long and dreary especially with Coach Ruggiero's for four hours, five hours. But as I've become a head coach, I do enjoy practice as much or more than I do the games because it's teaching and because it's, it's, it's spending time with your team. And I think that is more rewarding almost than anything. So the pros, you don't get that opportunity. As you probably well noticed, the pros, the players control it. They control everything now. Back when I played, it wasn't that way. But now it's that way now. The players control who's the head coach, who's doing what, who's doing this, who's doing that. And I think that's harder. Um, I'm not saying that a lot of coaches want to be control freaks, but I think they like to be able to know that what they feel and how they do it is what's best for the team. And um, um, the problem is, you know, the Jazz, in my eyes, just watching them and seeing them, they're a very, very close team. And they're they're very respectful. They respect Coach Snyder and his staff, and you can't say that in too many organizations. And I think I think it starts. Tell you the truth, it starts from the ownership first. If you got owners that are that the players respect and know that what they're doing, it kind of it kind of uh, trickles down to the whole to the whole you know, program. And I mean, Alex right now is in a really good situation with the Jazz. I mean, it's probably one of the better franchises to really be part of 
Jody, we could probably talk to you for another half hour, but I'm told you have other responsibilities and need to be on your way. We could sit here yeah. and grill you and pick your mind just left and right. I know. It's fun. It reminds me of the old days. <laughs> <laughs> 20 years, Juddy. 20 I years, 10 NCAA, tri- 10 NCAA trips, and now five times you've won in advance, and we'll be watching to see uh, what happens. And if you get to another Sweet 16, it'd be your third. Good luck, Juddy. Well, thanks a lot. I appreciate it, and I hope we... Hope we can continue to keep going. I guess we're the only Utah team left, so hopefully we can do it. Good luck, Jetty. Thank you. Hey, thanks, guys. We'll see you. Jeff Judkins, BYU women's basketball coach.